Welcome to Two Cents of Fashion Podcast. to sense of fashion and i'm your host Akin Fels, and today i have an amazing amazing creative on this particular episode and as a culture is i'm just going to let him introduce himself good afternoon hi Akin Fels. hi um yeah my name is david david wrote to me i'm a i think i like to call myself a creative businessman okay opposed to a business savvy creative because i feel like the difference is the difference is so i used to be a creative that was obsessed about being creative uh-huh. and i didn't have a lot of money to follow it. yeah i didn't have a lot of insights into how to make money off that creativity so there's always that dichotomy between you know trying to be creative and the ability to actually make yeah. money off it and then i realized that people who weren't even half in quotes, as creative as me, were making more money than I was, and I was like, mm, "There's something wrong yeah, here." So, <laughs> so I had to adjust, and then I, I started moving towards finding a way to make the money. Of which, to a very large extent, you almost always move more in one direction. So I'm moving more in the direction of the business. Uh, the I, creative people can have the creativity. Do you? I I think that's actually something we have to debunk on here. People believe that if you're creative, you know, you just have to focus on the art, focus mm. on the, on more brokenness than the finish. Like you have bills to pay, but I think you've been able to show a good balance between both, yeah, with yeah, the different expressions you have as regards yeah. business and also creativity, which we're going to be focusing on one, the one that has to do with two cents of fashion, but us niching down or doubling down on that too. On today's episode, you'll be talking about um, your fashion brand, okay. which is good. Yeah. But please speak a bit about it's it. It's interesting because I, I I don't think I imagine myself being anywhere talking about fashion. <laughs> I'm literally I'm literally almost the least fashionable person in any of my circle of friends. Um, but I think God is just amazing the way that He does His things. Okay, so Gerd is. It's, it's difficult for me to call it a fashion brand, mm-hmm. even though fashion is one of the largest ways that we express um, what we believe in. So, but for now, I can say it's a fashion brand because that's what everybody knows it as. Mm. Um, but it's a brand that seeks to empower people to express good values. Mm. You know, so that's how we that's how we describe it, and we have a definition for what good values are because good is relative. But we know it from is. the word of God that God is good. And any value that is in line with the scripture is what we refer to as good. So somebody can say, um, I mean, why can't we be who we want to be? Or why can't we you know, do what we want to do if it's good? But we have a definition for what is good. And it's what the word of God says is good. So it's a faith-based, faith-based brand. And currently we do t-shirts, um, hoodies, face caps, tote bags, all of those types of materials. We also... Okay, so let me explain it this way. Gerd has... Gerd is trying to express itself, let me use the word, through four unifiers. Mm-hmm. Okay? So, one of the four unifiers is love. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'll, I'll explain it. One is love, one is um, music, one is games, and sports. Okay. Okay. So for sports, we have a f- we have another brand called Gerd One. That's a f- that's a sports brand. Um, okay. It should launch in January 2023. <laughs> this <when this> episode <laughs> airs. 
Um, so we have samples already. We've done photo shoots. Instagram accounts is ready, everything. Um, so that's how we're, we're expressing through sports. Then through love, we haven't figured that out yet. Um, through games, we haven't figured it out yet completely, but we have games nights every month. Or yeah, month, yeah. Every month, just as a way of bonding with our community of guardians, as we like to call them. And I love it. Yeah. <laughs> I think at some point I saw I saw the IG post where please God bless the person <laughs> that you know COVID. What is good? Oh, I okay. Mean, so uh, we were trying to figure out a name to call people who wear Gerd, and we we're like, should we call them Gerdites or Gerdians? <laughs> and funny enough, I Gerdite sounds like an Israel type yeah, kind at, of. at the time. That sounded nicer to me, honestly. But now I'm happy that I feel like it was good for me because I got to listen to what people had to say because it was absurd that I was like, why would they pick Gerd, Gerdians Gerdian, over Gerdites? And now I feel like it was just good that I, I followed um, what people thought. So. I feel like I'm going to talk about a lot more about that later mm. on. But through um, games, I mentioned that already, uh, mm. love, sports, and music. So music, we have something. We have another brand called Gerd Music. Okay, so what we do right now is we... It's kind of like a production company-ish. Mm-hmm. So we collaborate with artists and we release music that is Christocentric or secular, but very, very aligned with christian values okay so that's where we are i i think from all i've heard you say you sound like a very very visionary brand like it's a very visionary brand you already have like your your for your goals yeah your faith is already ingrained into what the brand stands for what you want to do with the brand what you want to achieve with the brand is that an advantage in the market space now a disadvantage it depends Hmm. on how you look at it um so it's like asking a believer, is your faith an advantage or a disadvantage to you in your workplace? Mm. Because what happens is when you need to make decisions in, the, in, in, in your career or in your office, anywhere you are, there's some things you can't do. There's some lines you can't cross just because you're a believer. Mm. So if somebody asks you, is that an advantage that you're a believer because you know there's some lines you can't cross, there's some things you can't do? As a believer, I would easily say yes. It's an advantage to me. And what an advantage is depends on my definition of what an advantage is. Not, it's not, it's not, there's, there's no, it depends on how you see it. Mm-hmm. So because for us, we understand life differently from somebody who isn't a believer. Mm. So through our frame of reference, we see this as fulfilling. We see this as worth sacrificing whatever thing we will have to do away with because of what we want to stand for, you know. And we're not just trying to niche down. We're trying to make a statement. We're trying to help those people who are niching on make a very bold statement. So we're we're not just making a statement as a brand by the help of God. We're also helping everyone who is a part of this brand make that same statement, Mm. you know. So is it an advantage or a disadvantage? Honestly, because of our goal and our vision, it goes without saying that it's an advantage because it also helps us to market easily. I mean, it goes without saying when you're when you're reading about marketing, what they will tell you to do is they will tell you to niche down to Yeah. So I mean, plus Christians in the world are not so few that um because you're limiting yourself to Christians maybe disadvantage, you know. So 
I, I really think it's an advantage. And uh, because of our goal, yes, whether it's an advantage or not to a random person, that's none of our business. We're fulfilling what the vision and the goal is. That is amazing. A brand with an agenda. I love to <laughs> see it. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. So now we've discussed the origin, you know, um, what the brand stands for. And um, are you, you partner with who on the brand? Oh, my wife and I. My wife and I, we start. Well, okay. So I thought I was going to get to how we actually started. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we can, well, let's jump into okay, that. Let's, let's go okay, into that. Okay. So how so how how did you come about? How did you come about the brand itself? Okay. Like was he you were praying and the boom? Uh, <laughs> so first of all, all my life I've I've done many things. I I was randomly writing down a list of the things that I had started in my life, and I had I had a long list. If, if I show you, <laughs> give me a hint, okay, a so number. <laughs> So there was a time I started doing something called, I can't remember the number, but I'll mention some. So there was one I did, a verse a day, two for seven. So it was an Instagram account that just posts scriptures every day. Okay. There was another one when I was in second university, sorry. Mm. It was called Act 1826. It was kind of like a relationship group where we help each other learn better about relationships. So I coined that from Act 2618, mm. where it talks about opening their eyes from darkness to light and turning them from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of God. Mm. Then I did something else called Start Studio NG. So it was supposed to be like a a platform to help people who want to start something. So if I want to start maybe a business, so what you do is you come to Start Studio, we'll create a logo for you, we'll register your business, we'll do your branding, we'll try to find space for you. We'll literally just do everything we can to help you start your business. And all you need to do is focus on your product and how to make it better. Then I tried something else called Okay, so there was Flavor. Flavor still runs. Um, I, I knew Flavor. Yeah, yeah, so Flavor still runs. <laughs> Wet um, stuff. My sister knew Flavor, I think in, in CU or so. Yeah, 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 yeah. So at that time, it wasn't Flavor. It was when I came out of school. Uh, it was Flavor. Um, then there's Banisor. Banisor is like a design agency. Then I can't remember the rest, but... My goodness. So now, when it got <laughs> to this, one of the things that I easily realized was that all of those experiences that I had with all those different things that I tried to start with, mm-hmm. they paid off because I was going to say, I mean, not call them, I, I don't think I have the boldness to call them failures because I learned so much from them that I'm able to do much more with what I'm doing right now with girls. That right there is gold. Yeah, it is. It is. So now, how did girls start? Um, I wanted to buy something nice for my wife. I saw a, um, what did they call these things? IG sponsored ad for mm-hmm. a brand that sells t-shirts. I was mm. like, ah, t-shirts are nice. So I bought like 20 for my wife, 20 blanks. Okay. Mm, and then I bought like three or six for myself. Mm. Now, so when I got the blanks, ah, they looked so nice. I loved the quality. I said, wow, this would be so nice. What if I, I was talking to my wife, I said, what if we, you know, we printed something on it? Something simple. Simple enough to make a statement that you can read. But not too busy that if I wear a jacket on it, um, you can't tell what's I can't tell on. what's going on. It's just so distracting. I said, you know, well, let's just see. Let's do like maybe one-liners. So I came up with, my wife and I actually, we came up with a list of one-liners. She did most of the coming up with because she's a witty person. She does all of those things. Um, <clears throat> so it was time to, so yeah, so we, I, we printed three. The mm-hmm. first three were um, water dispenser, Spiritual edifice and word publisher. I Talk remember. about founding fathers. <laughs> <laughs> like founding fathers of captions. <laughs> so 
Uh, I think I came up with those words. It was later when we started being serious. She now come, came up came with, up with the other ones. So I printed those shirts. I, t- I wore them. We went for a retreat with some of our friends in Jobs. Mm-hmm. And then for some reason, we just really liked it. And I was like, you know what? Let's take pictures and see if anything can come out of this. At that time, even our friends were a, friend, a group of eight. They were like, oh, I love this. Can we Can we buy? And if you know <laughs> one thing, once one person says they can buy something, I already assume it's more people like that person that is or that are willing to pay for that thing. So immediately the person said, can I buy? I said, yes. <laughs> I said, yes. So, um, I said, when we get back to Abuja, I'll, I'll show you the way. So it was at that point, it started dawning on me that you know, I think there's something here. Mm-hmm. And then we, got, we, did, we did a photo shoot. We took pictures, took videos, I exchanged shirts. So that we should get we could get some content. Yeah. By the time we go home, we're trying to figure out, you know, so how should we start? What should we do? Um, what should we call it? Now, there's a book I read, I really recommend it for anyone who wants to do business. It's called The Art of the Start by Guy Kawasaki. Mm-hmm. Guy Kawasaki is the chief evangelist for Canva now. So in that book, he talks about many things, but he also talked about naming your brand. And he mentioned that one of the things that you want to do is you want it to be as simple as possible. You want to be something that it's possible to be verbalized or something that can be used in a phrase, something that can be used in a sentence, you know. So, every time I'm thinking about the name for any brand, most of the time I look for one word, I look for a word, I try to f- use a, a single word, mm-hmm. or if not one word, two words, but something that is, that will fit into a sentence, so like my Nike shoes, my Gerd bag, my flavor card, you know, that type of thing. Um, so, she came up with the name Gerd. We're, we're, running, we're thinking about you. She came up with the name. How did she, how did I hate her? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. We have to ask her. But she came up with the name. So I was like, yeah, let's do it. And then when it was time to do a logo, I mean, I'm a graphic designer. I've been designing since, I don't know, eight or ten years now. I already knew at that point that for a brand to be successful, there was nothing about, I don't want to say nothing, but it didn't have to be so much about your logo. You just needed to, I've built so many brands. If you see my mm. portfolio logos, you know, but at that point, I knew that the, this wasn't time to fuss around with you know, what the brand should, what the logo should look like. This is time to, you know, create a product, create a system. So I just typed GIRD on, um, I gave it some space just to give it that exclusive, I mean, expensive feel. Um, Bebas knew it was the font we used and I just exported the PNG, put it on, we used MailChimp sites, put it on the MailChimp, took pictures. Um, one of my friends came, I dashed her one. I took pictures of her when she was at the airport. I mm-hmm. used the picture, we did designs, put it on the website. And then we announced that, oh, we're selling. And then I posted on WhatsApp, posted to all my friends. Now, this was where I think many things started to dawn on me. And it's the fact that sometimes your social capital can make all the difference. So one thing that I did was I, re- I sent a message to many of my friends. I told them, I said, please follow this account on Instagram mm-hmm. and post it on your story. You know. So because my circle of friends, we almost have similar circle of friends. Mm. So imagine, even if it was just 20 of them, imagine 20 of us posting the exact same thing one day. Somehow everybody's just going to be like, what's happening? Like how you know what's happening? So I think that's what happened. And somehow people just kept following in church, people saw the shirts, they liked them. And that's how we started getting orders. Uh, before we even move on to the next point, yeah, it seemed like you just started. Yeah, it seemed like you just started. Oh, you know what? 
it dawned on you that you wanted to start a business with mm-hmm. it. Just the opportunity came. Yeah. And I think just watching your brand over the past few years, one thing I've seen you really work out is community. Yeah. I I believe you have a very and that is very important especially for a niche down brand. Community is so so important. But how were you able to build one that is very very loyal I have to say. Hmm. First of all, I just want to thank God because <laughs> I, d- I don't know if so I was reading a book um Emotion by Design mm-hmm. by Greg Hoffman. He 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 was the chief marketing designer chief marketing officer for Nike. He had worked yeah. at Nike for about 30 years. So when I was reading the book, because I was trying to you know, get as much insight as I could, I started to see a lot of things that we already did without me reading them in a book. And it just dawned on me that whether I'd seen it before, heard it before or anything, I, I was just like, it was just at that point that I realized that God just had a lot of hand in this because like I said, I've done a lot of things before now. And when it comes to amount of effort into mm. building a brand, this is one of the brands that I didn't put in, let me use the word, as much effort. Like, mm. I mean, energy, like, you know, might and strength. Um, so for building the community, I think I, 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 I understood early enough to focus on people because everything, eventually people will buy. Mm. It's people that will, publicize yeah it's people that will <coughs> literally do everything yeah so what i realized early enough was that what we realized actually my wife and i was the fact that if we were able to focus on the people it'd be easy for them to focus on our brand mm-hmm. so what that means is how important you make somebody feel for example is many times a function of how they will reciprocate the same so if you make your customer feel like oh you're just one of the people that we sell shirts to and you just want to make money yeah, you're urgent to care yeah they, they, they won't value you as anything more than that so i'll give you some practical things that we actually did so one of the things that we did was when we were chatting with people when people will send a dm mm-hmm. for a long time i was wondering all of that when, when people send a dm mm. number one I'm, I'm a congenial person so it's easy for me to make friends yeah. so when i'm chatting with people on instagram I chat with them like we are now friends. So imagine you DM a brand and you leave the DM feeling like you just made a friend. Mm-hmm. So somehow the value of that brand is appreciated in your mind. Yeah. So you don't just see the brand as a brand. You see the brand almost like a person. Yeah. So those were one of the things that we did. We, when I'm chatting with people on Instagram, giving them suggestions. I'm like, hi. You know, I'm like, hi, with plenty of eyes and one exclamation. How are you doing today? Hope mm-hmm. you had a great day. You know, why, why would a brand be asking if you had a great day? You know, just showing people that, you know, I care about you for who You're you are. you chatting with an yes, actual I'm act- person. Yes, I'm chatting with an actual person. Like, we can make a relatable joke about something that's happening in the country. You know, that type of thing. So, yeah, those are the things that are, those are some of the things that I think mm. make people feel like personalize the brand. Another thing also is for our Instagram, for example, if, if, you, if you follow our Instagram accounts, for a long time, what we're doing was we're posting pictures of the shirts and then people. Yeah. You know. And that's because we didn't have enough pictures of people in the shirts. So in fact, some days we'll do photo shoots. I'll call my wife, we'll bring 10 shirts. She'll wear one, we'll snap under the tree here. She'll wear another one, we'll snap by the car. She'll wear another one, we'll snap somewhere else. So that we have like, you know, enough content. Yeah. Just to make people feel like, oh, people are wearing this, why not me? 
And um, when we started getting a lot of user-generated content, mm. we stopped posting pictures of the shirts. Yeah. If you check our Instagram, there's no Happy New Year, there's no Merry Christmas, there's no Happy Independence Day, anything like that. Everything on our Instagram is just people wearing the shirts. That is really important for a brand that does like what you do. The fact that I can look at the brand and actually see that people are actually because whenever I have to say I'm sorry, I'm sorry guys, I'm sorry, but I have to say this. There are brands I have gone on to see mock ups and I'm like, does it really look the way is it? But when you actually see it on people, you yeah. are okay, okay, okay. Yeah. I mean, I'm definitely going to get value for my yeah. money. So yes. And I think that that also helps. That also so apart from the fact that prospective customers are able to visualize the brand in people mm-hmm. the people who we post on our instagram feel a sense of importance true that yeah so it's like oh my god i also wait i'm going to be on the instagram page you know and uh, yeah so those are just some of the things that, that we did to build that community then one another thing that we did was we we, we tried to find a name mm. you know which is what i was saying earlier we we didn't just find the name and slapped it on the customers we asked everyone what do you think the name should be mm. you know so everybody feels like they were a part oh, of building the brand. Even right now, not, not long ago, we con- we, con- we just gave a name for people who are staff at Gerd, and we did the same thing on Twitter and Instagram. We, we first of all asked for suggestions, all manner of things. I saw giraffe. I saw <laughs> I saw Gerdio, Gerdi, Ger- uh, So we just talked to like Gerdas or Gerdian angels. Guardian Angels one on Instagram and Twitter. So now everybody who voted for Guardian Angels feels like they had feels a like part. you know they had a part. In fact, down to our store when we got the store when we were mm. painting the store, we, we had I, I mean getting a painter wasn't the problem. We had enough money to get a painter, but we wanted people to feel like they were part of building this brand. So we announced who wants to join us in painting. So people um, came. Oh my god. Some people all they did was five, six strokes. But imagine every single time you see a picture from here and you can remember that I was, I was part, part of, of painting this place. You know. So basically those are the things that we just always like to do. Mm-hmm. We, we we also have our store in our store. Our store is always open. You can come into our store one day and see twenty people on a random day. Just relaxing people who don't have this in their house who have no interest <laughs> to come and work here you know so just building that sense of feel free you can come here any time of the day you can always hang around here sometimes mm. there's food there's sweets there's, you know so that sense of community we've tried to build that so that and that has that has made you stand out yes it has, that has. and uh, yes, I forgot please. to mention that without even realizing what we did with that simple design <coughs> makes our brand very recognizable so I I I mean I one day I saw on Twitter somebody mentioned how they randomly met somebody else who wore a Gerd shirt and they didn't even need to introduce themselves too much. They like waved at each other. You know, like imagine two strangers <laughs> who just saw their shirts <laughs> and they recognized each other. Like, you know, when I saw that, I was just like, God. You know, so that's that's that was like one of my biggest moments. That is I saw that happen. Cool. So a brand that is easily recognizable. I mean, the, the con of being easily recognizable is the fact that it can be easily copied. Mm-hmm. And that's not a problem to me. Um, all the big brands in the world, everybody copies them all the time. So who am I? Or who are we <laughs> to be copied? So, but if, if it's something that is a good marker, yeah. good marker needs to be easy enough to be easily recognizable. Mm-hmm. And that has been helpful as well. 
I, I was going to go to that that the entry to market for what you do would be really really low like it's let's let's never divert into that just yet guys but i hope you guys are taking this is absolute gold here right now all right so let's go into the system structures i mean what is is two cents of fashion let's talk about the money let's talk about the business aspect of it so so far how have you been able to build i mean you did start off as you did start it with a business like in mind but how have you been able to a business does not become money well, it depends on the stage, but then again, you how have you been able to set up structures and systems to make your business a profitable one? I mean, one that you can actually wake up to every day and say, okay, you know what, I am actually responsible for feeding some people. <laughs> yeah. So I think one of the things that I would easily go back to is what I said earlier, which is people. Um, so I, I think of people not just in the context of customers. Mm. I think about the value in people, even when people, even in people that work with me, because eventually, whatever is going to be built mm. is going to be built by people. You want to have the right people, the right customers, and the right um, staff. Now, for Garrett as a brand, one of the things that we do, in fact, when we're hiring, one of the things that we look out for is, does this person love this brand? So we're not even looking for competence. At least at this stage, I don't even look out for how competent I look out for do you love this brand? If you love this brand, it's easy to work with you. Mm. you know? So that's one of the starting points. Um, now down to structure. So I said that just to give context to um, one of the things that makes it so much easier for us because we have people that we're working with who are passionate, who share the same values that we do, who we are very invested in, who mm. are also able to invest themselves in the business as well. So it doesn't ever give off shackles or ever give off you know this brand this company is using just me. yeah you understand now so that makes it easy for us to work as a team that has a goal to be achieved now for structures um i'm personally not a very <laughs> i'm not very very big on i'm okay so let me explain to you this way i'm the kind of person that can live in a messy room mm-hmm. but i can't have a messy folder so, like, folders on my laptop are very organized. Um, like, I name my files correctly. I'm that kind of designer that names my files correctly. Mm. I, you know, I, you know, I'm organized in that sense, but I'm not very organized in, like, physical things. And I'm not mm. also very organized with certain structures. But my wife is. So, thankfully. Good that's, combo. That, yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> good. that's good. So, for structure, in terms of making money and all of that, when we started, we didn't have a lot of, capital so we just started with you know we take orders from people when we get money from them we buy the shirts we buy the shirts print on them and deliver it to them they pay for the shipping Mm. now what that meant was shipping time will be longer yeah because you don't have it on ground ground. and for us that wasn't a problem because we didn't want to buy more that we could chew so thankfully it was then i even realized that even if your shipping time is long, as long as you're able to keep your promise, it's a better deal than trying to give a short shipping time and not and be able to keep your promise. Guys, so we, yeah. guys, I'm sorry, I have to, at this point, please, as a brand, your integrity is, your integrity is a currency. <laughs> your integrity is a currency. It's it's so important. Yeah. And I think people kind of, especially in this part of uh, part of the world, a lot of people overlook, she'll be fine. She'll be to get 
see if you try it keep keep it up so i mean that's that also comes from a place of valuing the customer enough to know that we don't want to waste your time mm-hmm. and we would rather not over promise and under deliver you know so that's one of the ways that we started so we weren't really making a lot of money because you know the margins are lower because we're buying from a middleman so at that point and another thing they were more expensive than the regular shirts which is another thing that I want to point out the fact that the we, price point the yeah. price points and the price point was also a function of the quality you know so many well, how were you able to convince people about that initially I, I didn't need initially. to for a long time you know I feel like somewhere in people's minds they already know that if something is more expensive it is probably a higher quality mm. somewhere at the back of people's minds I mean all of us feel like that if you mm. see three bags 10k 50k 100k you feel like the 100k bag is like a definitely the most premium you can say okay maybe I can't afford it one day when I'm there I'll mm-hmm. buy it mm-hmm. do you understand so um, we didn't have to do a lot of convincing we just made it clear that, you know this is a different brand of t-shirts it's, mm. you know, we gave out the statistics and contrary to a lot of the marketing thing that well let me not say marketing thing contrary to what your mind may tell you at no point did we ever talk about the quality of the shirts so if you check our instagram you would never see anywhere where we talk about how great the quality of the shirt is even though it's good quality better than most right great quality actually because people are not that rational so even if you convince them that the quality is the greatest they will not buy it because they think it's quality is the greatest they will buy it for some other irrational reason which are the reasons that we focus on while we also give great quality so mm. even if you buy it for an irrational reason and you find out that the quality is great the more reason for you to buy more yeah so we weren't making a lot in in that terms but we were like you know let's keep the num- let's try and keep the margins as low as we can so that we're still able to get through to as many people as we can while we you know kind of make a name mm-hmm. and let people just feel like oh this is a brand that i can trust um it didn't take too long for us to achieve that after we achieved that it was then easier for us to increase the pricing now because we're in nigeria we've were even forced to increase the pricing because the prices of everything in nigeria just kept skyrocketing yeah. so honestly at this point i can't even say we have gone to the point where we are making a lot because mm. one of the things that we were trying to do was we were trying to buy in bulk. So for some reason, many of our plans didn't work out. So we just kept buying small batches and small batches and small batches. And we're still getting to the point where we're going to buy in bulk. We know that if we keep the pricing as it is and we're able to secure enough money to buy in bulk, then we know that we can start to mark up you know, correctly. So we're still not there yet, but when we get there, it'll, it'll be good for us. Yeah. So, but we wanted to establish trust and quality and the brand first. When we establish that, it'll be easier for us to mark up. I'm um, talking about marking up. Let's let's talk about the expansion. Let's okay. talk about scaling up. Over time, it has moved from a oh, you know what, we're buying twenty shirts to I'm sure the hundreds now. <laughs> but yes, what does what what is scaling up look like? How how old is girl now? One year, August, no September, way. October, November, December, January. What One. Yeah. It doesn't look good. <laughs> How? It's, it's, it does not look good, especially with the kind of community you built. Yeah. It looks like it, it has taken years so I was to talking build. to somebody about when we we're, when were trying to, we were trying to, so, Garrett as a brand is very affiliated with Celebration Church. Oh, okay. Uh, you, 
we can't deny that. Now, I was talking to someone, I was like, you know what? I'm in our 10 celebration church. And I said, a lot of people buy the brand in our church. Mm. And it's kind of maybe giving this is a celebration church brand. And it's not exactly celebration church. We service people outside celebration church, mm. obviously. But I was like, should we start trying to focus on people outside so that it doesn't become like a celebration church brand? And somebody gave me a piece of advice. And she said, I mean, she runs one of the biggest brands in Nigeria. I don't know if I'll be able to mention her name. <laughs> but she gave me good advice. She said, for them as a brand, most of their money comes from repeat customers. Mm. Not new customers. So it made me realize that if we were going to be patient, if we could be patient enough to focus on these people that are already a part of our brand and give them as much value as possible, yeah. they will probably will have more returns than trying to spend more money trying to get new customers. You know. Also, it's the fact that when we build a strong enough community, it is easier for people outside that community to want to be in it. Mm. You know. So that's one of the reasons why we just like you know went hard on the people who were servicing already instead of trying to go into as many markets new, as possible. Market. That, that's very good. So that that covers scaling up in a way. Well, um, yeah, yeah. So I wasn't so even answering that to answer the scaling question. Oh, okay. So for the scaling question, um, one of the things that we did, at some point when we got a lot of orders, so let me tell you what actually happened. So there was Reboot Camp, which is like camping for Celebration Church. And, okay. If a lot of people were wearing it already because most of the people they attend Celebration Church, a lot of mm. them were wearing the brand. And already people were just like, ah, what's happening? Why is this thing that everybody's wearing? Because it is recognizable. So people were already like, where did you get this shirt? Like, oh, it's from Gary. Where did you get this shirt? It's from Gary. So people came to me. They were like, ah, now only me never get Gary. You know, like, I've not gotten my own. Please, I want to buy. So we started getting some sales. Now, Apostle Emmanuel Aaron, who's lead pastor of Celebration Church, wore it on one of those days. Now, after he wore it, that was the tipping you know, point. That was like the tipping point. People who were literally on the show, on the fence before, just like, no, I have to get it. So, we got a lot of orders. Now, um, after that... Were you able to meet up? Yes, we were. <laughs> Thankfully. We partnered with another brand. Oh, okay. Who, we just sent them the designs. We gave them specifications for how we usually do our designs. So, we told them to just print it exactly the way we want it. So, they printed it. It was good. We sold. Now, after that time, we now kept getting orders, obviously. We got so many orders. When I calculated how much these orders were worth, we were, at that point, we weren't using them. We didn't have any machines. We just had, I just had a system. And I would buy the blanks, take it to where they print, and send it to the delivery. Outsourcing at that point. Outsourced everything. So, it was at this point I realized that it doesn't make sense to outsource anymore because at that point, let me give you the actual numbers. They were printing for us at 700 naira, right? So Per item. Per item, per shirt. So, we... And then they were about to increase it to 1,000. So we're just like, so imagine that we actually get 150 orders. 150k just went out of the pocket. 150k just for printing, of which a heat press machine is not up to 150,000 naira. So I was like, this doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. So I said, you know what? Um, let's take a loan. We took a loan, 1 million naira from one of our friends. Um, we took the loan. We said, you know, we're going to repay you in one month. So we took that loan. We bought the machine. We bought, I went on YouTube, I watched how they used to do it. I got best practice and everything. And then we also did something nice with the packaging so that it's a little more memorable. Mm. And then eventually evolved into, we tried to make every bit of our packaging useful. So in the packaging, there's a card that kind of that serves as a scripture card. 
and then some people have framed it, which is nice. Almost that, that is so personal. Yeah, I have to. I, ha- I, I mean, I do have one. Or, let me say one or two. <laughs> <laughs> you have quite a lot. I can't even say one or two at this point. But I have quite a number of shirts, and I think whenever I'm going through it, I'm just like, okay, which of them do I want to? Get? Oh, no, to I already have this one. I'll keep this one. I already have this one. But honestly, I do have to say that it's again the emotions involved yeah, yeah. that and that you is will so intentional. Believe. You will not believe how we came up with that idea. It was a random person at the place where we used to go and print. So at that time, I, I was just like, you know, let's get cards because I wanted it to look sturdy. Mm-hmm. So we just used to get so like random blank cards to put inside. And then he said, why did you guys print on it? And I was like, oh my God, that actually makes sense. Because the cost of printing on it and the cost of buying the regular card, the, the, the price point wasn't too much. I said, you know mm-hmm. what, I well print on it. And obviously, I feel like the impact has outweighed price i mean making that decision has, has, has out yeah so yeah so for scaling up we took the loan we bought the machines we bought more shirts in bulk mm-hmm. and then bulk like not the big big bulk but like medium bulk mm-hmm. and then we started printing ourselves it got to the point where i couldn't we couldn't print everything enough by ourselves so we got someone to join us mm. and then, so he was doing a lot of printing i was doing most of the design and social media marketing and all of that and then yeah so that's how we started scaling up so we scaled up to the point where we realized that um it couldn't even continue in our house every day our house was always nice because <laughs> we'll be printing the living room every time we have visitors we have to arrange when they go we're not smart so we're just like you know we can't do this anymore and we we wanted to buy in bulk at that time. So we're like, so if you buy in bulk, are we going to keep it in the house? So we're like, mm-hmm. oh, we need to get a store. So we started looking for a store. We found a store, which is where we are right now, thankfully. And then we also, we, we, we got some people to invest. So we're going oh, to give okay. them returns. Like yeah. 20% on their funds. Mm. So from 500k to 1M. You know, so we got a few people who were, who were, who were willing to invest. So they did. And that's where we got some of the money that we used to like set yeah, up the yeah. store. And, and I'm sure they were probably already community. Yeah, there were people. Yeah, there were people who were part of the community already. That, that would have been a bit of conversation. Like, if I'm going to be spending money, yeah, I'll be spending yeah. money. Yeah. So it. Yeah, good. That, that's that's really good. Okay, in terms of collaboration within, let's talk about visibility over time. Okay. Or visibility, visibility as well as collaboration within industry and out of industry. Okay, so yeah, within the industry. Um, We've collaborated with Tegese, for example. Tegese is a is a brand that does very comfortable wears. Oh, okay. Yeah. So they do cargo pants, they do two pieces, they do um, denim jackets, those kind of comfortable wears. Basically, cool, comfortable wears. Mm-hmm. So we partner with them. They had a photo shoot, for example, where to the so they were releasing a new collection of cargo pants mm-hmm. and with the collection of cargo pants they were releasing they needed to pair them with t-shirts so mm. we, you know what what we'll do is we would you guys should model with our shirts yeah now anyone who places an order from you guys will get 500 naira off the shirts that we're going to give you know, something to just incentivize and yeah. so i assume that with all of their marketing efforts it will pay off when we have um, quite a number of order from them orders from them and um, yeah, so that's one of the within industry partnerships that we've had. Outside the industry, we've we've partnered with musicians. If you influencers, yeah, then. yeah, we've, we've yeah. partnered with influencers as so in the context. So one of the things that which is also very interesting is the fact that we haven't even done any like paid ads on social media. 
most it's of all the, organic yeah it's no all, yeah, all, 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 all organic so another thing that you would also notice if you follow our instagram for example most of the content that we share are content from people who were good so it's kind of mutually benefiting when let's say we had I mean, at seven thousand something on instagram for example mm-hmm. and somebody feels somebody knows that if i do a piece of content and i wear a girt shirt they will repost it you know so and obviously it needs to align with our values as in brand yeah so and most of the people who buy our brand are already aligned I so like it's that. kind of easy so when they release content we easily repost it they will get visibility we will get kind of like free content as well mm-hmm. so you know that happening a lot is not exactly like collaboration, but it's just one of the things that we do on social media. Yeah. For collaborations, we've done something with artists where we have a collection released for the artist. Oh. Yeah. So not just so we've done that with Igwe Gong, we've done that with Apostle Mano Aaron. We also did that with Pasalaju's movie, oh, okay. Loving Amanda. So there was merch for the brand for the there was merch for the movie launch. So what we do for that is we give them. We will give them the shirts at a discounted price for visibility on their end. You know, so obviously they will need to do the marketing. They will announce people, you know, our shirts are available. Yeah. So we will do the fulfilling of the orders and deliver it to them. All they need to do is just market and say, you know, buy so your shirts. So you from do here. the designing and design, all of that. We do everything. And they'll they'll get a cut from every unit that's sold. Yeah. You know. So those are some of the collaborations that we've done. Yeah, pretty much actually. That is amazing. For me, in my mind, I'm like, every opportunity seems to be restless. You know what? We can actually yeah, monetize yeah, this. We can actually, yeah. And not just monetize, but the fact that you've been able to also gain visibility. Like, the mutual relationship you said you had to build with this, or you, you've been able to build with this brand, is actually pretty amazing. Because at the end of the day, everybody lives with that whole, okay, you know what? It was a win-win yes. situation. And exactly. not oh, one person exactly. getting... Exactly. That's amazing. All right. While while we round off, let's let's just talk about what we need to talk about. Let's talk about uh, in terms of sustainability. It's it's not spoken well enough, or it's not spoken about as much as it should on this part of the world. And I think creating awareness about it, especially with fashion. I guys, you know, I always say this on here. Fashion industry alone is about is the second most polluting. Industry in the world, it is insane. <laughs> Do you know how many? <laughs> how imagine. many? Like the second most polluting. It's 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 insane. So in terms of sustainability, and it's fine if you know what it's something you're just working towards. I will tell you, it's fine if you're being honest rather than greenwashing your cost customers or <laughs> it's see the day they're gonna drag you. <laughs> so rather than greenwash people or lie that, and if you like, when I say hundred, I've said it. If you, the day you say hundred percent sustainable. But in terms of sustainability, how what does that mean to God? Where are you guys currently at? Okay, so at at the stage we're at, we're thinking about it actively, mm-hmm. and I feel like we're taking steps already. So one of the things that we do, for example, with our packaging, we try to make our packaging useful. Mm-hmm. So for example, the paper in the card is not just a paper that you throw away; it's a paper that you probably hang or use as a reference point, maybe. You can even frame it. And then the pack, for example, the pack that the shirt comes in is a Ziploc pack. Okay. So, like, people actually use it in their freezers and <laughs> to store actual stuff. So, that's one of the reasons why we use that you particular nylon. Yeah. Life. So that it's not something you just see and dump. It's something you can 
multi-purpose. So some mm. people use it for their wigs. I know that people tweeted about it. Some people use Love it. it. Store all their <laughs> cufflinks, all their, you know, because it's, it's, it's thick and it's sealable. It's, yeah. very, it's very durable. So those are some of the things that we we're, we're started to think about. Like how can we reduce the amount of waste that we're generating mm. with our products? Um, then in terms of people, what okay. does like in terms of staffs and because when it comes to sustainability, it's not just about okay the products or the waste that you put out, but also people that your brand relates with. Like some brands that shall not be named, actually, when it comes to their workforce, you see them overworking staffs and underpaying. Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> you don't have to go into the details, yeah. but what does that actually? What's that like for your brand? Okay, so for our brand, it's it's quite. I know you did mention earlier about. Yeah what the recruiting looks yeah, like yeah. in terms of the relationship between the brand and the people that work with so it's pretty amazing to be honest uh, i don't know if i should be saying this or i should give them the mic <laughs> <laughs> but i mean so as a brand you don't even work on saturdays we, we do monday to friday okay throughout this year or in the last one year we've probably come to the office on saturday twice mm. and that's because of an emergency order or something something like that so and we typically Many times, I don't want to sound somehow, but many times I end up begging them, please, everybody, let's go home. <laughs> so I try not to because, I mean, I've worked in 9 to 5, which, is, which was good for me. So I have a good idea of what it feels like to be a staff, what it feels like to be overburdened, what it feels like to not feel valued. And I promised myself I wasn't going to give anybody that feeling ever. Mm. You know, so... Um, they are my, my, my staff are quite enjoying I feel like I didn't know if I should be saying this but I should ask them <laughs> and then um, another thing so we had because we, we were thinking about the sustainability thing and we had an idea um, we haven't figured out how we're going to structure it yet but okay. we're thinking about reusable so for example um, we were thinking about extending the life of some types of clothes for example mm. Like, um, so we had an idea. We, we haven't figured out how to execute it yet. It was like a thrift market. So imagine going to a thrift market, getting blanks, mm-hmm. right? And now what we do is we print on those blanks and we sell them as regular. It's obviously cheaper than the regular price. Mm-hmm. Right? So what that does is it's kind of extending the value, extending the lifespan of a shirt that could have been, in quotes, seen as not good enough, you know, but... So yeah, that's one idea we were throwing around it. We haven't figured out it. Uh, it it's out. good that you're having conversations about, actively having conversations about that for your brand. Yeah. I'd love to see it in the next couple of months, years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I also try not to, to do too much. It's, it's, it's important also. It actually is. It actually is. But yes, I will come to the end. But you guys know I'm not going to let <laughs> I'm not going to let our guests go without us getting some tea, some juice, you know. And this is absolutely I would say it's the first. <laughs> so I I do enjoy this part of the podcast. We I actually ask our guests. All right, when it comes to your industry, we know yeah. there are some misconceptions. There are some guesses. There are some things you hear. And you'll be like, where on God's green earth did you hear that? Yeah. But okay, now, 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 right here, right here. Where are the tables that you want to break? What kind of misconceptions do you like to correct? Uh, or what kind of scores would you like to settle on here? But what what, what misconception about your industry would you like to correct right now, right? Hmm. So, you know, 
<laughs> so you know, I started at the beginning talking about how I'm not a fashionable person. Mm-hmm. So I, I I don't even know. I, it's, I'm still trying to enter the fashion industry. Mm-hmm. You know, because to my mind, I'm just doing business. You know? <laughs> and somehow my re- business revolves around fashion and people buying clothes. But I think um, for one popular misconception, one popular misconception is the fact that maybe the clothes are overpriced. <laughs> I, I wish I so we're not even marking I don't even know if I'm saying we're not even marking up to I don't want to say if if it's confidential you don't have to say no, the no, number no. I mean because of how let me say vexed I am mm. <laughs> we're not even marking up to 40% mm. so imagine somebody saying this is overpriced I don't know how to say but it's not like should I show you my books? <laughs> you know. <laughs> so, uh, if anything, that will be it. Uh, uh, guys, I, I don't have so much experience. Please do not price shirts like they're pepper. No. <laughs> I mean, even pepper is not cheap. Please, next time you come on here or go to brands and farm, they are giving you quality items. Some brands, I'm not generalized, please. Some mm-hmm. brands are giving you good quality. And guess what? Whenever, whenever we have those kind of conversations, I'll say something like, okay, so... Maybe if somebody else order in bulk, mm. we want to do 50 shirts. And I'm like, okay, this is the price. And they're like, ah, but we're doing 50. I'm like, honestly, even if you do 200 right now, the, because of you know, the markup, I say, it, 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 we can't give you a huge discount. I say, of course, there, there's you can use it maybe a different brand of shirts. Mm. It's not this level of quality. Mm. Most of the time, they'll say no. No, of and course like, not. Okay, so you know that some types of brand... Uh, obviously better mm-hmm. more expensive but you don't want that so I'm just like you guys you guys <laughs> God help us thank you so much for coming on here PDR. I absolutely enjoyed this thank you very much. guys I hope you enjoyed this episode of Two Cents of Fashion and share it come on <laughs> I'll share you a grinding from ear to ear at some point. Share the love share the podcast tell someone about it it's good they're definitely going to leave it you know Maybe one or two cents from here, but uh, we'll catch you guys up on next episode. Good night, good afternoon, good morning, wherever you're listening to, and I'll see you guys. Bye.